All right, let's take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 1. Again, happy Mother's Day. The name of our message today is Lessons from Mary, the Mother of Jesus. Lessons from Mary, the Mother of Jesus. So we're, we're beginning in Luke chapter 1, verse 5, reading together. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of, a, of the division of Abiah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blamelessly. <clears throat> verse 7, but they had no child. Because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Don't be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear a son, and you will call his name John. Verse 18. And Zacharias said to the angel, How, how shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said, I am Gabriel, who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and he shall be called, and, his, and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Heavenly Father, we invite your Holy Spirit to come and teach us today. Lord, I pray that you will bless every woman. And Father, that you would especially bless every mother. 
Lord God, encourage them through this message you have prepared for them. Lift them up today. May they leave this place with great hope and strength in their heart and in their life. We bless them now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, again, happy Mother's Day. The Lord has given me a a message for for moms and just a little disclaimer. I am going to speak directly to moms today. Okay? I'm going to speak directly to moms. But this is God's word. So it can indirectly benefit everyone, right? So if you're a man here today or you're not a mother here today, the word of God will bless you and benefit you. So hear what the Spirit of the Lord says to the church. Uh, You have sermon notes in your bulletin. Go ahead and pull those out. Not impossible. Motherhood presents a world of challenges. And we see here that that it can start even before motherhood. Luke 1 reminds us of a very righteous woman. She faithfully served God. The only thing she wanted was children, and and she couldn't get pregnant. Did did you hear that, church? She was righteous. She was a God-fearing woman. She did not deserve this. And Zacharias and Elizabeth waited, and they waited, and they waited until she was past childbearing years. So what do you do when you've prayed to God, and you've prayed to God, and it feels like he's not answering your prayers? Well, let me tell you something you shouldn't do. You should never give up. Never give up. You must keep believing, and you must keep Praying, and you must persevere no matter what it looks like. Amen? God answered their prayers. All of those prayers that Zacharias and Elizabeth prayed, God heard. And when the angel appeared to Zacharias, he said this, Your prayer is heard, and Elizabeth will have a son. For with God, nothing will be Impossible. Amen? With God, nothing will be impossible. Be encouraged today. Maybe you have not been able to have a child. Keep praying. Don't stop. God is reminding you that he hears your prayers. And nothing is impossible with God. In your notes under misunderstanding, the angel Gabriel was sent to Mary who was a virgin, espoused to Joseph. And the angel said, you're going to have a son. And of course she said, but I'm not married yet. And the angel said, no, this will be called the son of the highest. And Mary said, behold, your maidservant, let it be according to your word. So now Mary is is pregnant and she's assuming that if God allowed her to get pregnant in this miraculous way that God surely would have said something to Joseph. But God did not say anything to Joseph yet. And I imagine the conversation went a little bit like this. Joseph saying to Mary, you're you're pregnant? We all know how this happens, Mary. How could you do this to me? I, I thought you loved me. 
But Joseph, I, I do love you. Please believe me. I, I have done nothing. I, I am a godly woman. I fear the Lord. I, I would not do this. Apparently, you aren't a godly woman if you're pregnant, Mary. Oh, Mary, I am more brokenhearted than angry. I do love you. I will not publicly embarrass you as you have embarrassed me. Joseph, I have not embarrassed you. I am telling you the truth. I would never do anything like that. You must believe me, Joseph. Please. Misunderstanding. Life never turns out exactly the way that we fantasize it. Write that down. Life never turns out the way we fantasize it. And as Christians, we must mentally be prepared for the unexpected. We must mentally be prepared. Whenever we take mission trips, we always tell the mission trip team this. Blessed are the flexible, for they will be bent, but not broken, but not broken. Church, we've got to be flexible. Amen. Mother, life is going to throw all kinds of things at you that you never expected. But God knows. Cling closely to God during these uncertain times and God will bring you through. God is looking out for you. Amen. Well, God did not leave Mary in the lurches very long. As Joseph lay in his bed contemplating Mary's unfaithfulness, how could she do this to me? Contemplating how he would, as it says in the scripture, put her away Privately, and that meant divorce her privately. Embarrassed because of what everyone would think. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said this, Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Mom, God will take care of you. It may not be in your perfect timing, but God will come through. And moms, can I encourage you today? Who cares what anybody else thinks? Who cares what the people around you think? God should always be your number one priority. We need to care more about what God thinks. Amen? We need to keep our eyes on Jesus, our Savior. The world will always judge you. The world will always give you its own talking points. And you may never ever be understood by them. You keep your eyes on God, mother. Keep following him. Write this down. Tune out the world and the naysayers. Mother, what you do in this life is between you and your spouse and God. And church, let me exhort you, let's not be a church that judges everyone for what they choose to do with their family. Don't judge one another, but rather support one another. Even if you don't understand what they're doing, support them. Mother, if you're going to nurse your child or you're going to give your child formula, that's up to you. If you're going to use cloth, diapers, or disposable, that's your decision. If you send your children to public school, Christian school, private school, or home school, it's up to you. 
And mother, guess what? People are going to not understand why you're doing what you're doing. People are going to second guess you. Mom, be strong and quit trying to win everyone's approval. Seek God. Be confident in the decision that you have made in the prayer closet. Amen. And go with that decision. And God will take care of everything else. Amen. But let's be a church that supports one another in the decisions that each one makes. Amen. Obedience. No matter how difficult life is, church, we need to obey. Write that down. We need to obey. Do you think life for Mary and Joseph was easy? No, not at all. In fact, they obeyed God despite adverse conditions. Traveling, Mary and Joseph traveled from Nazareth to Bethlehem, write this down, to pay their taxes while she was nine months pregnant. That's tough and that's integrity, church. Do you understand that? Most of us, we wouldn't walk three blocks to pay our taxes, would we? It's our taxes. Are you kidding me? My wife's pregnant. I'm not going to go pay. I'm not paying my taxes this year. Right? <laughs> Giving birth in a stable? Believe me, this is not what Mary um, thought life was going to be like for her. She never thought she was gonna, that her baby was going to be born in a barn. Right? That was not easy for her. In fact, that's terrible. I mean, just think about that. Who, who would you want to have a baby in a barn? I mean, we would not want anyone to, to have to go through that. And yet, Jesus, Jesus' parents, Jesus, his mother, gave birth in a stable. Eight days later, Jesus was circumcised in obedience to the law. They had to try to find a place to stay before they could take their son to the temple and dedicate him. And all because the law said they had to bring an offering. Write that down. They had to bring an offering for their firstborn son. And that wasn't easy either because they were poor. They, they were poor, Pastor? Yes, Mary and Joseph were poor. When Mary and Joseph went to offer the sacrifices for their firstborn, they did not have a lamb. And so they offered a pair of turtle doves, which is what the law allowed for those who could not afford a lamb. As we learn here, God does not accept poor as an excuse to not obey him. Poor is only a mindset. Write that down. Poor is only a mindset. Sometimes we look at our circumstances and our finances and then we decide if we're going to be obedient and tithe. But church, that's wrong. You don't look at life and what you have and what you don't have and allow that to be the decider if you're going to obey God. God is worthy to be obeyed. Amen? Because He is God. He is worthy. And we must honor Him. We must put Him first. And yes, there will be times of testing. There will be. But God expects us to honor Him 
first because he is worthy. Mary and Joseph left us an example of obedience. They obeyed despite the circumstances. Mothers, let's follow Mary's example. Let's obey and honor God our Father. And he promises that he will make sure that all of our needs will be met. Contentment. As I said, Mary and Joseph had it rough, giving birth in a stable, having to escape by night to live in Egypt. And Mary and Joseph were, were poor. He would think that God would want his son at least born in the middle class. Mom, no matter what financial situation that you're in, be strong, and write this down, learn contentment. Be strong and learn contentment. Philippians 4, 11 through 13 says this, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatsoever state I'm in to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound, Paul said. Everywhere in all things I have learned to be full and to be hungry, to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, let's, let's dig a little deeper into this scripture. Paul says, I have learned. Well, what does this mean? It means it doesn't come naturally. It doesn't come naturally. Our flesh is never content. In fact, we are discontent. We see our neighbor, moms, we see our neighbor and she has on a beautiful new dress and we say... I wish I had a new dress. We see our neighbor with a new car. And, boy, I wish we had a new car. On Jealous Book, I mean Facebook. <laughs> we see someone who's on what it looks like a perpetual vacation. And we say to ourselves, must be nice. Right? We want, we want new, we just want. And Paul said, I have learned. Write this down. Learning takes time. Learning takes experience. Learning takes discipline. You have to learn contentment. Mom, you have to coach yourself. Now, let's be honest. We're all going to feel times of we're going to look at what other people have. We're going to get bit with that little envy or jealousy bug. So write this down. We will all feel this way sometimes. But take your eyes off of everyone else. Be strong and use the ingenuity that God has given you and be resourceful. But don't waste time comparing. Just pray and make things stretch. Pray and wear hand-me-downs. Pray and go to the garage sale. Pray and cut out those coupons. Right? God will make a way. But don't compare yourself to everyone else. Listen, comparing will ruin you and it will ruin friendships. Don't do it, mom. A virtuous woman. Mary did what was necessary for her family. You know what it meant? It meant moving a lot. Boy, one would think that the mother of the prince of heaven would be glamorous. But it was the exact opposite. Write this down, Mom. Life doesn't turn 
out the way we imagine it. Let's look at Mary's life. When her family found out she was pregnant, she was moved to Aunt Elizabeth's house, where she stayed for approximately three months. Then she moved back to Nazareth, where she privately married Joseph. And at nine months, just a few months later, she traveled 80 miles. We assume she rode on a donkey. But how many people know that that probably wasn't a pleasant ride either when you're nine months pregnant, right? Some people say, well, she was on a donkey. Oh, give me a break. (laughs) Why don't you ride a donkey for 80 miles? You know what I mean? She was pregnant, nine months pregnant. She gives birth in some foreign town and, and she has no place to go. They traveled to the temple to Jerusalem to dedicate Jesus and offer sacrifices. They finally returned home to Nazareth. It was during this time, less than two years after they are home, that the the wise men are now traveling from approximately Persia. They see the star after Jesus is born. They travel all the way. They go to Jerusalem because they think that's where the king of the Jews will be born. They speak to Herod, and Herod said... Oh, king of the Jews. Ha, ha, ha. Um, Where is he supposed to be born? Oh, Jerusalem. When you find this little king, let me know. So I can come and worship him. The wise men think, wow, that was unexpected. They walk outside. God shows them the star again and leads them directly to Mary and Joseph's home in Nazareth, where they present three gifts. What are they? Gold. Frankincense. I see that hand. Thank you, Ocean. Very good. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And, and they um, present those gifts to, to Jesus and to Mary and to Joseph. Why did they do that? An angel appears to Mary and Joseph and says, Leave now. Leave at night. And get to Egypt because Herod is going to try to destroy the child. You see, that gift that the wise men gave them sustained them in a foreign country in Egypt for approximately two to three years while they were there. Finally, after Herod's death, they were able to return back to Nazareth. Write this down. Moving is considered one of the top three most stressful things in life. It can be hard on your family. And listen, it's usually out of your control. Mom, be strong and virtuous. Moving can be the hardest on our children. Leaving friends that may have taken us years to make. Starting over at a new school, a new neighborhood, a new church. It's hard. And families need stability. Mom, find it in Christ and then bring that stability to your family. Would you turn with me to Proverbs 31? Proverbs 31. We're going to read verses 10 through 22. Who can find a virtuous woman? Her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts in her so that they have no lack of gain. Verse 12. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. 
She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. She reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all of her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. We'll stop there. The family of a virtuous woman safely trusts in her. Why? Because she's not flipping out and panicking, right? She is the calming force. She is the one who is settling everyone down. Verse 13, a virtuous woman is working hard with her hands. Verse 15, she gets up early and she provides food for her house. Verse 17, she puts on strength and strengthens her arms. To strengthen means to make stronger. It, It doesn't simply mean to be strong. It means, mom, get stronger. Get stronger. Build upon life's experience. Get better at it. Ruthie and I have moved 10 times. That's a lot of times to move. All right? And the first couple times we moved, it was a joke. I mean, we just threw stuff in the back of our car and no rhyme or reason. But, but we learned. We learned. We learned where to get free boxes from. We, we could literally move. Ruthie could pack us up the night before. We'd load up that U-Haul. We'd travel across the state. We'd, uh, a lot of times our church family would meet us, unload us, and Ruthie would put, have everything put away by the morning. No boxes, no living out of boxes. She was amazing. And she learned. And you can learn too. God wants you to grow. And life's experiences, mom, that you experience, you are to grow from. You are to learn from. God gives you those so that you will get better. Moms, keep building your strength over time. And do not fall for the lie of the enemy. Because this is what the enemy is going to say to you, mom. It's not fair. It is not fair. We shouldn't have to move. This isn't how life is supposed to turn out for us. Satan will say to you, you should be mad. This is someone's fault. And you begin to fight with your spouse. You begin to fight with your children. You get mad at God. Mom, resist the devil. Resist the devil. Trust in the Lord. God has a plan to bring you through Every challenge, every difficulty, amen? And you can't allow your fantasy of what you thought life was supposed to be like to detour you from following Christ. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Strengthen your hands. 
It is your job to keep the family unit looking to God. Mom, teach and train your children in righteousness. Teach and train them in God's word, no matter what your family may be going through. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, I pray that you will bless our moms. Oh God, they are already strong. I know these mothers are strong. Now help make them stronger. I pray that you might give them grace. I pray that you would meet every mother here today.